Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about our membership program. Uh, we recently broke a pretty big milestone. We have over 100 startups and small businesses on the platform offering up to 50% off all their product and gear. If you're like me and you're always looking for a new uh, backpack or new gear for your addictions, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, camping, surfing, whatever it is related to the outdoors, you can hop onto this membership and peruse all of the brands. We're constantly adding new ones um, to really support all of your outdoor activities. We also have a number of travel companies. So if you're looking to take a trip, whether it's to Machu Picchu, South America, wherever, um, you can save on that as well. We also have a number of food brands, whether you need a new energy bar or you just need to, f- you want to find something uh, that's different and check it out. You can f- save while doing it. Um, you can also apply to become an ambassador for a lot of these brands. There's a ton of perks. So if you are interested in checking this out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by AIM Adventure U. Upgrade any adventure and learn online, whether it's climbing, skiing, photography, or backpacking. Learn more at aimadventureu.com and use the code readyeddy20 to get 20% off any course. What is going on, Red Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I am sitting down with the CMO of Aftershock, Kim Aceto. Kim, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Hi, how are you? Good. So, funny story for the listeners. Kim and I are actually related. We're cousins. <laughs> but we didn't realize it until after we were supposed to do, well, schedule the interview. We, like, obviously, when we saw each other's names, we realized. Um, we would be doing it together. But before that, I wasn't communicating with Kim at all, and she wasn't communicating with me either. And so I guess we're two crappy cousins who yeah. <laughs> didn't realize. But I'm glad we reconnected. It's awesome. <laughs> me too. It's a good opportunity to um, get to know, catch up, and also get to know more about Aftershock. So for the listener that doesn't know what Aftershock is, how would you best describe it um, to them? Well, that's an interesting um, question because I've sort of changed how we describe Aftershocks as of recently. So Aftershocks is an open ear headphone company. We make make headphones that don't go inside your ears or over your ears. The um, transducers rest on your cheekbones and leave your ears open to hear your surroundings. And we do that via bone conduction technology. And so, um, you know, back in the day, I mean, back in the day, we're six-year-old company. But um, we used to say, you know, we're a bone conduction headphone company and people's heads would spin. So um, we're trying to simplify that and just, you know, let people know that we just make open-ear headphones and they let people hear their surroundings while also listening to music or making and taking phone calls. And they're really cool. That's really interesting. So when I first came across Aftershock, I was like, wait, why open open ear headphones, bone conduction, and then like thinking about it with like cyclists, uh, runners, really any sort of like outdoor activity where you want to be somewhat aware of your surroundings. It makes so much sense. Like I have noise canceling headphones and whenever I put them on, and especially when I like take phone calls from them, I'm like, I hate this because I can't hear myself. You know what I mean? So it makes so much sense. Um, It's 
really about, you know, first and foremost, safety and awareness, right? So as a runner, a cyclist, a skier, a hiker, anything, you, you do want to be around, you know, aware of your surroundings, um, but you also want to listen to music and you want to be able to stay connected, you know, talk on the phone and, and that sort of thing. Um, and, and yeah, that's the whole concept. And the, the other thing that's great about not having something inside your ear or covering your ear is that it's much more comfortable. I mean, I, it, if you think about the ear fatigue you have after wearing those earbuds in your ears all day long, right? Don't you like rub your ears at the end of the day and you're like, oh, oh man. So no problem with this. I mean, they're totally lightweight and comfortable. You don't even realize you're wearing them. That's really awesome. Okay, so how we talked about this a little bit offline while we were catching up, but how, how did you get involved with Aftershock? So um, I actually helped start the brand back in 2012 uh, as the publicist at the time. And, you know, over the years started doing more and more as the company grew um, inside the marketing, uh, on the marketing side of things and branding, and now um, head up marketing and sales in North America. So it's been quite an evolution. Definitely. So what has what that growth been like over time from your, when you were first starting out to where you guys are now? <laughs> um, night and day. Um, yeah. So, you know, there were times when um, my, my business partner in the PR firm, Jamie Schwartz, she and I, you know, would wonder if we were going to get our check from Aftershocks this month um, as the, you know, PR team, because they you know, things were, were tight for a long time. Uh, and now in North America, we are, um, we're doing really well, um, to say the least. And I mean, we're not to be boastful, but I'm super proud of it. We, um, we're in about, you know, somewhere between four and 500 independent sports specialty retailers, everything from like, you know, a, a running shop, like a fleet feet, as an example, to big box, like REI, Target, Best Buy um, Sam's club, that sort of thing. And of course, you know, online. So we're pretty much everywhere. That's really, that's really awesome. Now. Okay. So we were talking about this offline. Um, the founder of it actually has a um, manufacturing facility in China. Um, mm -hmm. and he developed the technology for the, for the Chinese, uh, military. Is that correct? I remember that correctly. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. So they the factory is called VoxTech, and they do all the bone conduction technology um, for the you know headsets that the Chinese military use. And years ago, he you know was seeing this product that they're making and thought that there was you know saw the hole in the consumer market in the U.S. He was, I believe, he was in the U.S. at the time. He went to NYU, um, and then um, you know, and he was back in China with his business partners decided to, you know, try to, you know, bring this brand to market. So that's where Aftershocks came from. That's awesome. Now, okay, so from there to then you joining, um, obviously, like you were saying, the product needed a lot of work. There wasn't much branding behind it. Um, you got to the point where you guys launched an Indiegogo campaign um, that raised over $700,000, which I guess really catapulted the business into what it is today, right? Yeah, there was a time between the launch of the company in 2012 to when we did the crowdfunding campaign. There was a about a three, gosh, I wish I can remember exactly. There's about a three-year time span um, where, you know, we tried products. We, we had struggles getting into retail um, and, you know, struggles with strategy and that sort of thing, branding, and also, of course, 
um, product availability because the factory was, you know, really just starting to manufacture this as a consumer headphone. Um, so there were some challenges there, but right around the time of the crowdfunding campaign for Trex Titanium uh, is really when, you know, things changed for us. We, you know, changed our strategy to speak directly to the consumers versus um, really trying to charm the retailer without a lot of, um, a lot of consumer demand. And um, we just sort of, you know, switched the tide a little bit and um, spent all of our energy educating consumers, reaching them, getting, giving them chances to try the open ear listening experience. And so that's really what shifted the business. Okay. So you're, you're the CMO, which chief marketing officer, everyone knows what that means. <laughs> what, what are your exact roles for Aftershock? Well, um, a little bit of everything, though, honestly, at this point, I, um, I have a team of the most amazing people ever. Um, so I, I, you know, do very little um, other than just make sure everything's going um, as it's supposed to. And, you know, just trying to dream up new ways to get aftershocks into more stores, on more heads, um, that sort of thing. So overall, I mean, I oversee our, you know, whole marketing strategy um, in North America and, you know, help out globally and then um, head up our um, sales division as far as the um, our. I mean, we have somebody that manages our independent specialty retail and that sort of thing. But, you know, the, the bigger box people I, I deal with directly. That's interesting. So in the time span of rebranding, doing the Indiegogo, and now where you are today. Um, what would you say have been some of the biggest challenges um, to really get the business growing? <laughs> well, everything. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing. I mean, I'm blessed that Ken, who's our CTO and one of the owners, um, just sort of had this blind faith in me um, that I would figure it out along the way and um, have a really great COO um, that is based in the Syracuse office who manages all of our logistics and our finances and makes sure that, you know, my crazy ideas don't tank us in some fashion. But um, it, it was just really, uh, everything was a learning, you know, that was the constant challenge, like, it, you know, and not knowing if, if something, you know, a decision I was making was right, um, kept me up at night a lot, but, um, you know, I learned along the way that it's not always right, but, you know, you just have to make decisions and move forward and you learn from them and keep going. Definitely. What have been some of the biggest mistakes that you made? Oh, wow. There's so many. How, how would I, I'm trying to think of one that's, uh, oh, okay. I have a, I have one and we partnered with, um, a race. One of the things that, um, you know, we do now is partner with races to, you know, get our headphones on heads, but way it was probably two, two years ago, maybe a little bit sooner. There was a race called the United relay. That was a cross country relay. Um, the first of its kind started in three cities on the West coast and, um, all culminated in New York city and um they talked a big game and it was a really cool idea um but the reality is they'd never actually ever done anything like that before um i was too naive to really 
think that way. I just was blinded by what a cool idea it was and by the concept. I mean, here it was a cross country relay that took, you know, I, I forget exactly how many days, maybe 45 days. And it was people running road running through the day and night. And so what a, you know, perfect marriage with an open ear headphone that, you know, keeps you safe in that exact condition. Um, but they struggled with getting the right amount of runners. Therefore we struggled with getting the right amount of visibility to pay for the, um, investment. And so that was, that was my, one of, um, the one sort of <laughs> hurdles that we kind of laugh at now, but I learned a lot from that experience for sure. Hey everyone, just a quick thank you to our sponsor who helps make the Ready Yeti podcast possible, AIM Adventure U. AIM Adventure U offers online courses related to climbing, skiing, backpacking, photography, and so much more. They offer courses like strength training and injury prevention, intro to trad climbing, learning how to ski bumps, how to be a pro outdoor photographer, backcountry navigation, and so many more. AIM Adventure U partners with Backpacker.com, Climbing.com, Warren Miller, and other industry leaders to create this in-depth course content. If you want to take your next adventure up a notch, then head to AIMAdventureU.com and use the code READYYETI20 to get 20% off any course. So what are, what are some of the things that you do now when like vetting sort of an event or some sort of sponsorship like thing to make sure that that doesn't happen? Do you just not work with, um, I guess events that haven't already done, have like a track record, so to speak? Well, in a sense, yeah. But at the same time, I, I don't ever want to, I mean, you, everybody's got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. True. Yeah. I never want to give up on somebody who's just started and has this great idea, you know, we would just probably partner a little more creative creatively than I did that first time. The first time I was sort of like, here's all my money, you know, we figure it out. And now I would look back and say like, okay, well you're brand new. Well, let's do this incrementally versus, you know, sort of everything up front. Um, but yeah, right now we look for partners who are really just willing to give us the opportunity to put our headphones on heads because that is the best way that, you know, the quickest way that we grow as a brand. So what have been some of the most successful um, campaigns or events that you've done that have really helped you get that awareness out there? Um, really, I mean, there's almost too many to count. I mean, anything that we do that puts headphones on heads, I mean, I know that sounds crazy or, or generic, but um, it, it really is what's helped us grow. Um, I mean, we partner with, uh, as an example, like, um, hood to coast is a, is another, is a perfect one. We just, you know, linked up with them not too long before their event. And they don't even allow headphones in their races because it's a safety concern, but they did allow aftershocks because they were open ear. I mean, what a perfect opportunity for, you know, people to, get you know have their cake and eat it too you know so um that's that's a great partnership but really all of our all of our races that we partner with and you know our retail partners have been great definitely now have you run into any like obviously 
Um, with Aftershock, the key is really, like you said, getting letting someone try it out because it's really hard to explain um, how it works, really how it feels and how it sounds without actually trying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the beginning, when you didn't have that exposure and you weren't necessarily going to a ton of events, how did you, did you build that online some way or was it really just like, okay, um, we need to go to this many events and we need to just build that exposure organically. And over time, we'll be able to get it where people more understand, you know, from that exposure. Well, one of the things we did, which was, I mean, really, truly changed our business was working with micro influencers because we wanted to reach as many people as we could with, you know, as you know, little resources as we, you know, could possibly use. So, um, we hooked up with a company called Bibrave, which, and, you know, we looked at our core demographic, which for the most part is runners, right. And Bibrave is a company that basically manages a sea of, of micro influencers who all, they're all over the U S they all have their own, you know, communities and blogs and running groups and all that stuff. We worked with them to seed products to these, you know, 40 people or something. And imagine how that, you know, just spiraled, like them all trying the product was like them trying the product and their whole, you know, community trying the product. So that was a huge, a huge growth point for us. And, you know, we try to employ that, that thought process in everything that we do. Definitely. And it it goes to show that if you have a quality product that stands out, once you get people to try it, the word of mouth really just helps. And you, you're absolutely right there. I mean, like at the end of the day, if you don't have a good product, like it's, it's real, it's real difficult to be successful. I mean, I've been in marketing and PR my whole career and like, you know, my job has always been to spin and, you know, how do I best make this sellable? But with Aftershocks, I've never had to do that really for the most part, like the product is, the concept has always been great. The product has only gotten better and better and better. And, um, and it is actually delivering a true value. It's not like a me too sort of headphone. So, you know, that's made a difference too. having a product that's easily marketable. It changes everything. Definitely. Now in regards to aftershock, what would you say is your greatest fear and how do you manage it? Um, my greatest fear, my greatest fear is to lose my people. I mean, my team, I swear they are, um, the absolute best. I mean, there's, there's never a no. It's always, let me figure out how we can do that. You know? Um, and while, and so I try to give them every opportunity that I can to, you know, have them grow and learn and help develop our brand. So I don't lose them to develop, you know, a competitor's brand or something. That's definitely my greatest fear. Um, So what advice would you give to someone that um, wanted to get into a uh, outdoor business work, uh, whether starting it themselves or um, really help pave the way for a brand that is so not known to then becoming known? Um, I think, you know, one of the other things we do a lot of is social advertising, you know, and it's, it's the most, it's, I mean, inexpensive way to reach as many people as you can. So I think that's real important to do. Um, I think that 
product seeding is important to do. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who's starting a business or service, be able to, you know, have things for people to try so they can share their story um, and incentivize them to share their experience. I mean, I don't mean, you know, necessarily, you know, pay them for that, but, you know, just other creative ways of incentivizing them to, you know, make them feel good about sharing their, their story, their experience with your product or service to, um, you know, to get it out to more people. No, definitely. I think that's great advice. So where do you see Aftershock going in the next year, five years, 10 years down the road? Well, we are working on some new products that we will um, announce at CES um, in January. So we've got um, a couple of things in the pipeline there. Um, And actually, one thing I will give you insight on, which I didn't tell you beforehand, is we are working on um, a product really focused on cyclists. It's uh, bone conduction sunglasses. That's cool. Yeah, they are really cool. Um, they we're incorporating the bone conduction technology into, um, you know, cyclist sunglasses and it's, I mean, it's a pain point for cyclists and while cyclists love our headphones in general, um, imagine, you know, you're wearing your sunglasses, you're wearing a helmet. Do you really want to also be wearing another accessory on your head? I mean, not really. Definitely not. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've blended um, being able to listen to music and talk on the phone and still remain safe with um, eye protection. So That is that's- so fascinating. <laughs> Coming soon, coming soon. I will keep you posted. Yeah, definitely. And um, for anyone who wants to learn more about that, definitely just check out Aftershocks. We'll link all that up in the show notes um, so you can keep tabs on that. Um, Now, I want to ask you one final question. What's the best part about being a part of Aftershock? Um, The best part? Let's see. Uh, I think for me personally, it's been... Um, being able to do so many different things. Um, I've had my hands in just about everything um, from the naming of our products to ideas for new products to, you know, how we market to our consumers, how we go to retail. So, you know, me personally, I've got to learn a lot, but um, from, you know, a brand's perspective, I think it's so awesome that, you know, we have something that actually delivers a value to people. I mean, being able to remain aware of your surroundings, it's not just about listening to music or talking on the phone. It's about, you know, staying connected, um, while maintaining awareness, uh, which is such an important thing for folks. So, um, so yeah, that's been really cool to be a part of. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Like I feel like before I discovered Aftershock, everything that I heard in the realm of sound and headphones was always about quality and like noise canceling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it did the, the, there's obvious like benefits to having the ambient noises and being self aware of your surroundings while listening to music. But I feel like there's just like Bose or really any of the companies out there are all so focused on reduction that it you kind of just don't really realize the value of having a headset or headphones that just allow you to hear your surroundings. Right. I can't wait for you to take these skiing. You're going to be totally blown away. 
Yeah, I, I don't listen to music skiing because for that for the reason that I can't hear anything <laughs> except for my music, and I, like I'll, I'll keep the volume super low. But even still, like I don't like. So I'm definitely excited to try them out skiing. Yeah. Well, only you know what a couple more weeks before you get some snow. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. At least, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm counting down yeah. the days for sure. <laughs> I bet. Um, but yeah, with that, Kim, I really thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast, share your story and everything that's going on with Aftershock. And um, we'll link up everything in the show notes to your social accounts um, so that uh, anyone who wants to keep tabs on what you guys have going on in the future, they can totally do that. And um, for anyone that's listening before October 17th, you can actually enter to win a pair um, of headphones from Aftershock along with a ton of other gear. So just head over to readyeddy.com for your chance to win. And with that, again, thanks so much for taking the time. And it was really fun catching up. I know. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.